Big Question Podcast. So, hello and welcome to the Big Question Podcast. Joining us today is Kat. Hello. Um, Captain Bumcheeks. <laughs> Was it Commander? Command, sorry, I, I demoted <laughs> you there. I, I am elevating my status. Jeez, it's like... Commander Bumcheeks. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very recently, I bought a cup off the internet. And I'm going to get the cup out now. And I will take a picture for the episode images. But I just want to show you the cup. Can I just say, it says ass on the top of your box. Yeah, ass. ass. Used to say class, but now it says ass. So. SFG. SFG. I would suggest that you replace a word with silver crafters, but. <laughs> so fucking silver crafters. So fucking silver crafters. Somebody who attends silver crafters university and acts and dresses in a particularly cool, arty or individual way, typical of the university's reputation. Now, it's an interesting side note. Can I have that back, please? I like how it's got the Urban Dictionary logo on it. Oh, it's an Urban Dictionary cup. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I can see that, yeah. But, like, the whole... It, it's, it's saying that it's entered the Urban Dictionary, which it clearly has. Uh, yeah, it did, several years ago. Hmm. Now, it's an interesting side note, as members... Uh, as current and ex-members members of staff of a certain university called Silvercrafters, like me. SFS... <laughs> we probably internally have a slightly different interpretation of that hashtag. Certainly there are people in that university that I'm aware of that use it to mean when that university fucks up in some hilarious way. <laughs> which it constantly does. Which it constantly does. <laughs> it's so fucking silver crafters. <laughs> it's true. But anyway, so I bought this cup and I bought this cup from Urban Dictionary, which are a company in America. And I was not the brightest person I've ever been in my entire <laughs> life about the act of p purchasing this cup. This cup cost $25. Or instantly, I could, probably could have made the same thing using a British company for less money. But I'm, it's a birthday present for a friend of mine, and I thought they'd really find it funny. So I, uh, I decided to just take the plunge, $25, whatever, I'll pay it. When, I didn't look how much I paid in postage until I'd already committed the charges. $25 became nearly $60, I think. It's insane. <laughs> something, something like that, I don't... Have you then been charged the import tax? I've by? been charged the import tax. <laughs> so a, a week ago, I got something from FedEx basically saying I owe them £15.75 import, import charges. But like 12 quid of that is an admin charge or something. I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't really looked that hard. Yeah, the advancement fee. Send them an email and just say, I'm not paying your advancement fee, but I'll pay you £3.75 and they'll cave. Really? Yeah, Boom. because you, you can't... The thing is, they can't hold you... So what they can charge you is because um, they've delivered it, right? So they didn't give you the option of rejecting it. So they can't charge you the admin because uh, they haven't given the option of rejecting it. Good. Well, the whole point of their service is delivering things and I paid a delivery fee. Yeah, so this is the handling for the duty that you've been charged. So they've paid on your behalf. So in theory, your only obligation is to pay them back £3.75. Oh, well, that's really fucking useful to know. <laughs> I hope I edit this podcast before I cave and pay it. Yes, just send them an email and say I'm not paying this. <laughs> I'll pay you £3.75. But um, the, um, as somebody pointed out to me last weekend, what's kind of interesting about this is obviously we are going through leaving the European Union and in a lot of the right-wing press, slightly spurred on by the actions of the current government, um, some, some of them are suggesting that having no deal at all, uh, no um, sort of trade agreement between us and the rest of the European Union is better than having a bad deal. 
and it was kind of pointed out to me, well, if we don't have any kind of deal at all, this sort of thing, being charged import fees, is actually the future for us. That's actually not a very good thing. That's a really bad thing. That would be abs- that would absolutely decimate the economy. Have you ever seen? Have you ever watched Friends? Have I ever watched Friends? Yeah. Um, I think everybody in the entire known universe has watched Friends. I have not watched Friends. Okay. I well, don't believe Cass for a second. I don't. I don't want to go off on such a tangent you, but... that it's completely unrelated. But there is a scene in Friends where. It literally sums up my thought process about Brexit, which is, this is brand new information. (laughs) Have you never seen that? Probably not. It's where they ironically say this is brand new information, almost like, almost, you know, because it's not. Did nobody think, oh, look, we're just going to get charged import tax and everything? Well, I mean, I would sort of say that I can't tell you the motivations of everyone who voted in, a, in any direction. But what I will say is, and I, and I say this as, I say this from the perspective of somebody who's critical of both sides of the argument, that I would actually argue that the campaigns of both leave and stay narrowed the conversation to such a way that no, it wasn't talked about. Lots of things were not talked about. It just wasn't talked about. The, the conversation stayed in a very, very narrow space and no one really talked about the, what's, what is potentially good about the European Union, what's potentially bad about the European Union and what are the actual consequences. No one actually talked about any of these things because we wanted to stay in a really narrow area because that's the sort of thing that actually riles people up. Yeah. I mean, I would say the Leave campaign actually did a very good job of portraying their point. As nonsense as it was, it worked a lot better than the Stay campaign and the Stay campaign had everything going for them you could really argue yeah no i agree it's just if you you ever that that just i just love that meme because it just sums up everything about it well it's just complicated it's it's hard to fit the the nuances of custom unions into uh into short little sound bites it's very difficult it's very difficult to explain what's good about it what's important about it the thing that i'm pissed off about is i order t-shirts from a company that's in based in ireland Quirty, and they're pretty good. And so I'll be charged import on every single fucking thing that comes from there. Well, luckily, I, I, I have a sort of suspicion that Ireland might be a bit of a special case because I don't think there's going to be a hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And if there's not one there, then you can't really Black, have import. Black market t- T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably quite safe. Well, come, on, m- come on over the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of so- our Irish listeners are currently hating you. <laughs> hey, half of my family is from Ireland. Yeah. Well, that gives you I half- just can't imitate yeah. them very well. <laughs> Everything just comes out as Indian when I do an accent. <laughs> Next thing I wanted to talk about was I read How Not to Be a Boy by Robert Webb recently, like last weekend. I listened to it as an audiobook. I listened to I listened to it in like three or four days. I just blitzed the whole thing. It's about eight hours long and I just blitzed through it because it's great. And it's a really interesting book. Because What's it about? It's, How so, Not to Be a Boy. So I take it by that you've not even heard of it. No. No. Do you know who Robert Webb is? Yes. He's a he's one half of a a comedic, comedic duo. Comedic Mitchell duo. And Webb. Called Mitchell and Webb. Yes. And they were in uh Peep Show, which I actually kinda hate. The what? 
Michelin, that Michelin Web show, is that what they call it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And you hate Peep oh. Show? Yeah. I, I sort of dislike Peep Show. Really? Actually. Yeah. I thought it was great. Well, I dislike Peep Show for the same reason that I dislike Alan Partridge and The Office and Phoenix Knights and a lot of these very, very... I don't very... like any of those things either. But they're all, to me, they all have the same basic hum- underlying humour. I mean, a Peep Show, I did at least watch the whole first season of, so I didn't hate it that much, but... It's just, it's awkward. It's very British and it's very awkward. And while some people love that style of humour, I find it immensely difficult to watch. That being said, it has its moments. You know, there are definitely clips of it, which I think are quite funny. But um, it's funny, like um, David Mitchell... I really like David Mitchell. I like his writing and I like I like it when he talks and I like his ranting. His character in Peep Show, I can't watch. It hurts my soul to try and watch it. <laughs> he's so bad at relationships. Yeah. He's just it, but like him as a real person is actually great, but him in that character, I just cannot watch it. It's horrible. It makes my soul cry. It's very funny. <laughs> I love his wife on when she when she presents Have I Got News for You? Can't remember to what her name Corin is. Corin Mitchell. That's the one. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, well, great. Yeah, I don't know who she is. I probably do. <laughs> you do. I think anyway, anyway, so Robert Webb um, wrote a book, and it's a sort of weird, sort of halfway memoir of his life, and um, he had a kind of quite interesting upbringing in that his mother died when he was seventeen, and he had a very strange relationship with his father, who was very violent and intimidating. But it, so it's a book, it's a book about his kind of upbringing and the period of his life, probably before, kind of just before he starred on Peep Show. So it kind of crosses about a 15 year period, but it's also a book about his observations on masculinity. And it's absolutely fascinating as a book. And what I found most interesting about it is like his, the kind of core experiences of his upbringing, you know, I didn't go to a grammar school I don't even think grammar schools existed when I went to school. And he's only like two or three years older than me, or maybe five years older than me. I just don't think they existed when I went to grammar, uh, when I went to school. I think it's some archaic concept. Obviously, I didn't have any family members who died. I didn't grow up in the middle of the Lincolnshire countryside. So they're all kind of differences. But like everything else about the kind of at the kind of being sixteen to twenty-two, it's all the same kind of fucking nonsense. It, it, it just made me realise just quite how much of a knob I was <laughs> when I was that age. And, I, and still are. Well, I am. I still am. I'm just a more nuanced knob. I don't ever describe the knobs I come across as nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> but none of them. None of them are nuanced. So there's never been a time where somebody's dropped their trousers and you said, well, that's one fucking nuanced piece. Oh, that's highly nuanced. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I'd sound like a bit of a prick. <laughs> I think the next penis you see, you should immediately be like, hmm, how nuanced. <laughs> and they're immediately going to pull them back up and walk out. <laughs> hey, that would, if that's a, if you could come away and that's your story. Yeah, great story. Yeah, great well, story. I want to come away in other ways. <laughs> just tug yourself off (laughs) what to a great nuanced cock oh that were a really nice nuanced and let's face it it's so easy for you anyway perhaps it'd be more exciting 
I, d- I think yeah. <laughs> more exciting not to have sex. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is a bit easy. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to talk about his book. Yeah. I thought it was really nice, and we should all read it. I'll check it out. I listened to it as an audio book, which he read, which oh, I nice. think made it made it all, all the nicer. I need to get onto the uh, audio books because I don't I don't really like reading at the best of times, but I never find any time to bloody do it anyway. Well, so, all that edging gets in the way. I know. <laughs> Just edge, edge, edge in your house, isn't it? <laughs> Always. Oh, Are there any... Um, God, I was just thinking, because I've not been in your flat for about a year, or coming up to a year. Are there any more 3D games, or sorry, VR games that you've played? Oh, yeah. I've been playing... But I think I talked about this already. I'm playing Star Trek Bridge Crew. And what does that involve? Well, your, your main role as a, as a one player is to be the captain. But what I find really funny about it is, so you're on the bridge and you're trying to like command everybody and you're using the move controllers. So in, in, in VR, all you can see is your hands like waving about (laughs) (laughs) and you're obviously trying to like flick some switches and give orders and stuff. And all you can see is these hands like moving in front of you. (laughs) And that's sort of like the, um, (laughs) Mr. Wobbly type. hands. (laughs) Um, anyway, but what I find hilarious is that so you've got to do these missions and sometimes you know the klingons are chasing you or whatever and you've got to shoot them and you've got to instruct your kind of like tactical person to fire and do this and do that and you've got to tell your helm to 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 fly here there and everywhere so i was like trying to pay attention to killing this this klingon thing and i'm telling my helm person to track him but it's flying through this like debris field and I hadn't realised that on the view screen in front of me, we've hit some a, de- a piece of debris and we weren't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, hadn't told me. So all I could see was just this, like, big sheet of whatever the fucking debris was. <laughs> and I'm in the ship, pressed against it. So I'm like, okay, well, turn right. So I'm telling I'm giving him the orders to turn right. And he's like, okay, turn right. But it, well, it's not moving anywhere, of course, because it can't. <laughs> like go forward and turn right so i had to reverse <laughs> so i'm like full okay. reverse <laughs> all i could see was this ship just moving away from the debris and i'm like okay i think i think i'm just about far enough away that i can make this this right turn so then i'm like right turn, and so the turning circle is so long uh, that i just plow straight back into debris. it <laughs> Suffice to say, I failed that mission. (laughs) Because I got blown up. (laughs) By the Klingons. But what's funny about the game is that I really don't think it's meant to be hilarious. I think it's meant to be relatively serious, (laughs) but it's the funniest thing. But it's hard to take serious. It's very hard to take seriously. If you watch any of the reviews for the game, just watch it when people are playing it as like a three-player or a four-player. Because you can connect. If, If people have got their VR, you can all play like across the internet on each other's games so they can each take like the role of tactical and helm and engineering and captain what does each one of them do though they all have their own things but if you're playing as just the captain that sounds like a mess yeah but you should watch the videos because nobody has a fucking clue what they're doing (laughs) and all you can see is them doing their sort of like arms in the air (laughs) (laughs) and with the audio as well you can just hear these people being like Fire at the Klingons, and they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's why most people aren't good at war. 
Let's move on. Right, cat. Yeah. I've got. I just got it written down. Ass wiping styles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, is this the? Is yes. this the? Uh, wrapping lots of toilet paper around your hand. Well, no, that's a, that's an extension of the. Uh, the issue first arose. Um, there was something on BuzzFeed which triggered a conversation in the office, of when you wipe your butt after your poo, do you sit down or stand up? Now. I just assumed everyone sat down because I sit down. Team sit down. Like, I, I didn't think there was any other way of doing this until I discovered, in fact, that about half of people stand up. And half? Almost half, yes. But surely when you stand up, your, your ass cheeks go further this together. Is my, so surely exactly. it pushes the crap all over your ass. That's what, exactly what I'd have thought. <laughs> and I don't understand the logistics. But I've I've kind of delved slightly deeper with a few people that I know who I've recently discovered our team stand and apparently it's more of a kind of hover maneuver but i don't understand the purpose is it because uh, they don't want to put the like hand in the toilet a well bit? i don't know but i mean it isn't in the toilet is it well, no, it's, it's just airspace i, I, I mean <laughs> airspace. surely the pro- infected airspace it's like airspace. <laughs> it's like demilitarized zone <laughs> yeah, exactly well the problem the probably is a bacteria cloud all around the, but then you wash your hands afterwards that's the whole point but yeah my point would would be there's also a bacteria cloud in and around your rotten asshole <laughs> so surely they've just come away with messy assholes then I, I, I don't Maybe know. they're team wet wipes. Well, this is this is where the conversation then later went to. This sounds like a thrilling conversation. I, I know, I know. Pat, I, Pat. I, I, <laughs> what Pat. did I say Pat for? <laughs> how dare you. Um, it later went to things like how you then use the toilet paper, whether you scrunch it up in a ball or wrap it around your hand, which I do, or fold it or whatever, and then whether or not you use a wet wipe which I like to do if I'm at home in the privacy of my bathroom. But a lot of people don't use that. There's basically what it boiled down to. There's an awful lot of variation, which I never realised. Well, we don't really, as a species, talk about exactly. our arse wiping. But isn't it of- well, interesting I think in the, how in the these UK. habits develop, though? Because no one ever sees you do it. So it's basically something you sort of develop. Every single person does it. On their own. So, just as a question, have you ever shat in front of anybody else? Well, obviously, my parents when I was a baby. Yeah, yeah that doesn't count <laughs> as an adult. No. Okay. I mean, have I don't. You? I don't know is the answer. You don't know. Uh, well, what, <laughs> what I mean, mean by that is, <clears throat> I don't believe I've done it in the last twenty years. Okay. I just can't rule it out prior <laughs> to that. Why? What happened? Nothing happened. It's just I've got some kind of weird memory of maybe maybe having an experience where somebody was in the bath and I went to the toilet oh, okay. while they're in the bath because it was in the same room uh-huh. and it might have been more than a piss. <laughs> I just don't know. Okay. I hope not okay. in a lot of ways. <laughs> I, I hope that that's not the case. Yeah, I've definitely not done that. Rocky? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> When you get into a relationship and you're relatively comfortable with each other, I don't really see what well, the whole point is. Uh, yeah, I was in a relationship for seven years and we didn't see each other's shit. And I'm just I mean, I wouldn't say that, you know, that you way. watch each other's shit. It's more that you end up being in the same bathroom while maybe other things no. are going on. You're not kind of pushing his head down going, look at that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> look what I did. <laughs> 
It's like you come in and out and do, you know, you get, yeah, you do your, your I would routine draw a line. still. I would have, there's a line to be drawn and I don't know, my line I would be I, pissing fine, but no, if a poo's happening, <laughs> the, the door's shutting I mean, and uh, the lock's going on. I wouldn't go for the, the wipe action business. with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's purely my private business. No, I get it. And I suppose it's, yeah. I don't, I, don't oh, make, Rocky. I don't make a habit of it. You've you disappointed me tonight. Why? <laughs> Come on, out of everything that I've ever told you, this is the thing that disappoints you. <laughs> I don't care about the other stuff. But this. Yeah, but this. This is, this is the line. This is different. <laughs> I don't understand. You can't see anything anyway. <laughs> Unless you stand up. I'm not standing up. No, though. I know, but people do. Apparently. Yeah, well, if they're doing that in front of all their other half, then I think I'll be physically sick. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. We, we've learned all about our swiping yeah. styles. This yeah. is a new low for the Big Question <laughs> podcast. This isn't even, this isn't even that bad. So uh, what was the conclusion with that? After you all learnt about each well, other? Well, we all just kind of eyed each other slightly suspiciously for a few days and then got on with our lives. As we will do now. Yeah, <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Rocky. Going. See you later. <laughs> Rocky. Yes. I've got written down Kevin Spacey. Oh, oh poor Kevin Spacey. Although really, I, though? I say it... poor Kevin Spacey for simply one reason and one reason alone. And that's, are we really that awful to forget as a society that it might have taken him a long, long time to get to a point where he might be maybe even remotely ready mm-hmm. to tell someone that, that you're gay so publicly. Now his actions and his timing and his purpose were all fucking off. And the more cynical amongst us may <laughs> view mm. his coming out as an act of distraction. Yeah, yeah. of course. Which it isn't at all. But now, well, well, do you know that? Well, I don't think so. Because presumably if he wants, if the other guy, you know, the, the Star Trek Discovery guy... Oh, I don't even know who this guy is. He's he's another actor and he's now currently in Star Trek Discovery. Um, If, you know, he wants to press charges, then he he should, he should do. Why, why not? You know, if he wants to have him investigated, why the fuck shouldn't he? But then, then again, surely you would assume that an investigation needs to take place and then someone needs to be proven (laughs) that they've done Mm. something wrong. And that may happen, and then in which case Kevin Spacey is a fucking cunt. But yeah. well, I mean, instant, well, instantly you've got to have for, to lie, and I think it's like it's well, pretty difficult at this stage, no, thirty no, people... years ago, to prove that someone did or didn't do that in a room when there's only the two of you there. People, but... people often have reasons to lie, but that's yeah. not what I talk about. Is the problem is that I agree. I'm no fan of trial by the court of public opinion. In fact, I'm an avid hater of the tr- of trial by public opinion. Um, but at the same time, one of the points you made is, you know, put it, put it through the, put it through the, the uh, criminal prosecution system and see what comes out of it. Yeah, you're right, except it's 30 years ago mm. and it's very yeah, difficult to prove. Can, well, there's been historic sex abuse cases come mm. up. But then the not U- everybody the UK, wants to Ireland, go through everywhere. all of that. No, but then why why bring it up if you don't want well, to? Well, I guess it is, because it is it's fairly public. That, yeah, but but then I guess it's something where he's not felt able to say anything before, and now finally people are actually in the public eye having this kind of purging of actually yeah this shit did happen to me, and maybe he's finally like actually I want to yeah 
get this shit off my chest, this happened, and, and actually this guy is maybe not okay. And actually since then I've heard a, another couple of other reports of other people who, not even a lot more recently, have had uh, yeah, there, there have things been. happen with Kevin Spacey. Today, so, today there have been more. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, well, Spacey there have been dick. More. <laughs> so, they've had the, yeah, they've had the somebody space woke up to fa- find him sucking his dick or something, yeah, nice. like, something like that. Well, yeah. there's worse no- ways to wake up. <laughs> how did nobody fucking know that he wasn't that he was gay? Wasn't yeah, gay? I mean, I think it must have been fairly obvious if you knew him. I mean. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean that's a fair point that like the uh, conservative news want nothing more to than to out people. Mm. Yeah, just, how did it never happen before? Yeah, I guess I just find it a little odd that you would firstly jump to some conclusions, and even if they did happen, they did happen fine. But you, you, you know, you've you've already made him guilty, and then you're like absolutely slating his sexuality at the same time, which is probably not a good thing if you're if you're like 14 15 wanted to come out and, I think it's and this not. is the this is the coming out story that you hear mm. in the papers well, I think then it's you not. might think would you, would you say your, your well, objection is the conflation of homosexuality and being an abuser well at the minute there's loads of memes coming out you sent us a, a meme which is <laughs> I, I'm officer you know I'm what was it it was you, you do you know how fast you were going you were going at I don't know and then the 90. comment is Kevin Spacey I'm and gay. gay yeah so but that it, is actually quite funny <laughs> yeah I, I don't think people are having a go in because he's gay I think people are saying firstly a you've got abuse claims being levelled against you and secondly in your defence of that yeah you may have said oh I don't remember it but I'm really sorry but then you suddenly randomly come out with oh but I'm gay and it's like well hang on a minute why why, why is this coming out now at the minute when you're getting accused of sexually abusing a child Um, and then you're kind of making that awkward kind of them, you know, putting the whole paedophilia thing in the same box as being gay, and it's like that's not helpful at all. No, I suppose it, it was his own doing. But I yeah. guess, I guess, when you panic, and it was you at do... best unfortunate. Well, yeah, <laughs> a certain president of the United States does this on a very, very regular basis. You know, when when one of his fuck ups is circling around him, he tweets something inflammatory about something else, mm. and then the entire news cycle changes. <laughs> yeah. And that's you know, a lot of people who there's a lot of people myself included, which would look very cynically on his timing. Yeah, and rightly so. I, I, I do understand. But I suppose if you're, you know, if you're struggling with yourself, it's not going to come across as a very a very good no. thing for, for you to think, oh, shit, if I come out and say I'm, I'm gay, suddenly people are going to start assuming, because it's the age-old yeah. thing, oh, you know, he's gay, he's a paedophile. Um, and Kevin Spacey is almost probably I mean, perpetuating no. that, but yeah. it is. It Surely is. they go, oh, his gay is a pervert. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's not the same thing. Well, well, it's not, I guess, but a lot of people perceive uh, it as oh, the same thing. Oh, he's, oh, he's gay. Oh, and he was quite good in American Psycho as well. Uh, American <laughs> um, Beauty, sorry. Yeah. He's pretty good in House of Cards, but it's been cancelled now. Mm. Oh, I never saw it. I can't think of any other oh. films he's been in. It was fucking good, House of Cards. <laughs> Well, just uh, maybe just for my own amusement, it may not may not actually make it in. What else has he done? I can't even think yeah, what I can't he's done. Think, actually, uh, American he's Beauty, Hascars. The only thing I can think of is American Beauty, which is great, but yeah. like I can't think of anything else. He wasn't gay in that. No, but I've always had a thing for um, Thora Birch, who's in that. <laughs> Although it's, I think I've described this before that her her career stalled, kind of a, not that long after that but we're about the same age. But of course, she's not in the public eye anymore. So the only things that she's actually in 
She's way too young now for me. <laughs> but then she isn't in any other films. <laughs> so, like, I'm the same age, but, like, all her material is when she was, like, 18 years old now, and it feels way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it would not feel wrong to me <laughs> if, it, if it were, you know... Can't think of anyone gay the same age as me now. So it's it's probably a, a non a non topic because ultimately there is no right answer. Um, Other than he was, he was good in American Beauty. Yeah, <laughs> I think yes, I think this is what we can the conclusion we can come to that above all he was good in American Beauty. <laughs> and that's all. Really I wonder if matters. I'm going to cut that tomorrow when I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the next expose comes out about him. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> well. <laughs> We'll, we'll caveat this that it's uh, on a Friday. Fri- it's Friday the 3rd of November. Yeah. So anything that happens after this, we can't be held yeah. responsible. No. Because we under, know. under US law or some <laughs> shit like this that means that we might be prosecuted or something. I don't know. But it's good on American Psycho. <laughs> American Beauty. He wasn't an American Psycho, was he? No, he absolutely was. <laughs> Christian Pale, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Right, same, look, same thing. I love that film because I, the the one thing that I really enjoyed about the film was that as he was fucking people, he was looking at his biceps in the mirror. <laughs> Is that what you do? <laughs> no, Can you relate? No, but I was just like, what a fucking cunt! I know you're going to kill her, but still, like, what are you fucking cunt? That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. <laughs> when you flex them. <laughs> nice nice touch yeah so you said baby on board signs ah baby on board signs I don't even know if they have these across the world but Brits are fucking awful I've seen them on cars in America too so I can only assume they're everywhere Mm. my interpreter because there's loads of different iterations to this isn't it like little person on board future millionaire on board board. I've seen (laughs) Granny, Granny's little fucking cunt on board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking terror. No, actually, I genuinely think, like, I don't understand the purpose. Is it drive safely around me? Yeah, just don't fucking smash into me. Smash into a different but car, then if kill you... somebody else, not yeah. my child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck but you. What, what difference does it make? Don't have an accident with me because I've got a child in here. But you're okay to have an accident with yeah, an old Yeah, it's okay from someone who's couple. a childless person. But also, it, it's sort of almost a little bit offensive because it almost suggests that the people driving behind them are all bad drivers. Mm. When actually, the bad drivers are the ones that have the fucking sign in the car <laughs> saying, baby, on board. I think it's actually saying, stay away from me because I'm a fucking nightmare driver yeah. and I'm probably going to kill my child. Yeah, the kids and are fighting I, in the back and I can't concentrate on the road and I'm probably all over the place. When I do eventually crash, there is a, there is a baby in here. Don't save them. So, so, don't save me, save them. Because, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm such a terrible driver. Maybe Every that is single the one I've come across. Maybe that is the purpose. Maybe we've all just misconstrued it the whole time. <laughs> but coming down to it, what the fuck are they? Why are they there? Look at me. That's yeah, exactly. Is. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. What, so they're bragging that they've yeah, had sex I've and managed pushed to have se- Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But so Why? many people seem to be proud of that. <laughs> I don't know where my fucking... Where's my like car sticker saying I've managed to not get pregnant yeah, for 20 years? Can, I'm proud of that. Can, you don't so. own a car. Yeah, but if I did, this is a theoretical... I've bought a theoretical car now. A a theoretical car. I've learned to drive. I do not... (laughs) And also, I don't think you've been sexually active for 20 years. 15 years, 12 years, I don't know how many years. Uh, Hang on, wait, let me work back. About 15 years. About 15 years. Minus the periods of celibacy. In 15 years, I think that's... Where's my fucking ham and plaque? Ham and plaque? (laughs) That's a Simpsons reference. Well... 
I just think it's, it's just fucking... Mm. I know. Why are, they, why, are they, why are they bragging about? You can have an IQ of like 10 and manage to get pregnant and push something out of your vagina. It's not a fucking accomplishment. What do you want, a medal? You can have an IQ of five and get someone else to push you out of their veg. <laughs> I think you should be marked up for that. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a, a, a sticker, something to go on the back of my car. <laughs> That says gay be on board. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, something like Fuck your kids. Um I'm I'm too gay for this car. <laughs> Future Terminator on board. <laughs> Future Terminator. <laughs> hmm, yeah. Uh, so I guess that's really that's really it. And clearly we've come to the end of this. Uh, and it wasn't that funny, but I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today I went for a walk and as I was walking to the shop, I walked past this car that somebody had put some, what I presume is sort of custom go faster stripes all, all over the car. I nice. love go faster stripes. Yeah, but. Because they do make the car go faster, right? <laughs> they do not. <laughs> if anything, it's got more resistance to it, like mild air resistance, which is probably going to make you go slower, if anything. So the... Um, the Go Faster stripes were sort of of a pinkish hue. Mm, delightful. And they went all up. There was two of them and they went all up the bonnet. Obviously, they didn't go up the window. They went all over the roof. Obviously, the back window mm-hmm. they didn't touch. And they went all down the boot or trunk, if you're in North America. <laughs> and they went to the kind of bottom of the exhaust pipe, uh, just where, where the, uh, you know, the logo for the car is. Mm. And it just said... In the same colour, hippie chick. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, there was that kind of moment that Uh, I wondered why it is that I don't have the ability to murder people around me. I love the Jesus will save you stickers on like your back bumper. I've never seen one. Oh, I have. Really, I have. So many. You live near a church. And the Jesus fish. You know the Jesus fish thing? The Christian fish. Yeah, the Christian fish. Well, what I find funny about the Jesus will save you on your back bumper is that when you're plowing into the back of that... Yeah, I don't think Jesus is anywhere. How disappointed would you be when you've just been like, Jesus! why didn't you save me from my insurance claim? (laughs) My premiums are going to go up. (laughs) Actually, you live near two really big churches, don't you? I think that's why you see them. I live in a particularly Christian area. Mm. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's soon to be majorly hipster area. It's just a matter of time. Right, I think it's time to shut this podcast down. Say goodnight, Rocky. It's not Rocky. Say goodnight. <laughs> Say goodnight, Commander Bumcheeks. <laughs> Good night. Say goodnight, Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> um, Good night. He's a Cath. Kath Rim. <laughs> Kath Rin. <laughs> Say goodnight, Peter. Good night. Good night. Okay, Peter Potter. We're hot as shit. I'm recording. We were recording this whole time when I've been slagging off Zumbo. <laughs> no, I turned it off. Mm. <laughs> no, it just wasn't very interesting. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even in the fucking room. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> I've, I've stopped it before that.
<laughs> yeah, but you weren't even here. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Nail painting emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a great story. Ooh. Where, what? It's How coming does... out of. Where's that coming from? Is it coming Yours. Out of... <laughs> <laughs> it's really loud and really strange. Well, I remember I from like last it. time there was a slight delay. Yeah. I don't want to put those on. Man dressed as Jesus attacks Jedi Knight. Police are hunting a man dressed as Jesus who attacked someone in dressed as a Jedi Knight during Halloween celebrations. The man in the Star Wars outfit broke his ankle. So there we go. It was in Dundee at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) The assailant was described as being in his mid-twenties, about five foot ten tall, of medium build, with long brown hair, a beard and wearing long robes. This is just <clears throat> freaking me out. Why is this so loud? I wish I could do a Scottish accent because I'd love to. Say, I'd love to pronounce Obi Wan Kenobi in Scottish. <laughs> uh, no, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> can you not? Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. There we go. Rocky, um, have you actually got anything? Oh. My headphones are really loud, and I don't know why. Oh. Um, oh God, they really are. They really, they really, <laughs> oh, they are. really are. Oh, <laughs> blimey, they really are. <laughs> that, were, that were a proper northern. Yeah, that were proper Coronation Street. <laughs> Buy Eck, love, they really are. <laughs> I think that's a bit better. <laughs> that's a bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's better. 